On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley. Welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, she be read in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com. Say hello to Alexandra Petri. Hey, Alex. Hey. Our next debater can be heard weekday afternoons on Fox News Headline 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115. Matt Napolitano. Hey, Matt. Hey, what's going on, Dennis? Hey, and our third debater is the author of the Garbage Day newsletter, Ryan Broderick. Hey, Ryan. Hello. So they will all be working to present arguments in an effort to try to win over our judge, who this week is KTSA producer Don Cooper. Hey, Don. Hey, Dennis. How are you? I'm good. Now Don's job is to analyze and critique each response to our contestants give the questions that I present throughout the show, and if there's a point where you know, I hear something that maybe I don't like, you'll hear this whistle. Yeah, that one. So before we get started, let's see if our contestants want to get to know our judge a little bit better with a question. Let's start with Alex. Do you have a question for Judge Don? Yeah, sure. Judge Don, how do you feel about cheese? How do I feel about cheese? Oh, 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 oh. There you go. There's my answer. Okay. Uh, Matt, do you have a question for Don? Yeah, does he want a cigarette? Uh, Say that again? Do you want a cigarette right now? Uh, No, no. Not, 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 especially not so well I'm eating my cheese. Okay. Uh, Ryan, do you have a question for a judge, Don? Yeah, so typically in the video game Pokemon, you're given a choice of a fire type, a grass type, or water type. Which type of Pokemon would you pick to start? Um, hmm. Um, I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, that says enough for me. I've got you zeroed in now. Okay, all right. (laughs) Let's play. Opening Arguments on Master Debaters. Yes, it is time for opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and our judge, Don Cooper, will give them the score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and the buzzer will let them know when that time is up. Scotland Yard will be contacting more than four dozen people as part of its probe into lockdown parties being held by those in British government. For the recipients, it's an email they may not want to open. A questionnaire is being sent to those alleged to have been at around a dozen events on eight dates between May 2020 and April 2021. Replies are to be completed within a week. It will ask for their account of what happened. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is expected to be among those being emailed. Hefty fines could be handed out in some cases. That's correspondent Tom Rivers in London being called the party gate so alex have we gone too far with adding gate to controversies 30 seconds i do wonder especially since this is a british specific controversy if they have their own suffix we should be using instead of gate because yeah watergate's like a dc indeed like an american thing so maybe they've got like a bridge or they've got a shire or something i feel like maybe this is party shire party uh they have yeah scandals going back 
hundreds of years before we had any scandals at all. So presumably they've got their own suffix and we ought to be using it. So yeah, uh, I, I think we have gone too far. All right, Don, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. I think just because we got uh, a history lesson out of that uh, debate, I think uh, let's, let's uh, give Alex an eight. Okay, next topic, the most expensive thing most people buy outside of a home. It's getting even more expensive. New car prices jumped by $6,000 year over year. Dealerships are charging more than the sticker price. Ford says about 10% of their 3,000 U.S. dealerships are doing it. And in an earnings call last week, CEO Jim Farley warning them to stop. We don't like making our customers wait, and we're taking action to ensure that they don't pay unreasonable markups. GM also threatening action against the small minority of bad actors selling at rates far in excess of sticker prices. That's correspondent Ariel Reshev. So, Matt, do dealerships have a right to mark up prices on the cars they sell? 30 seconds. You know, I'm glad you asked me this question. My dad worked for a car dealerships uh, all across Long Island for a number of decades. And the one thing that always drove me nuts was the salespeople trying to drive it up on these people that did not see anything coming with these insane markup fees and these hidden little taxes that they're trying to assign. It's far too much, and it really is taking advantage of people that really don't understand the buyer's market when it comes to walking into a car dealership. you got to go in ready to negotiate, knowing what the Kelly Blue, Blue Book value of that vehicle is, as well as understanding what you can get back in return from that dealership to make it worth your while. All right, Don Cooper, give me a score zero to ten for that. Well, first of all, I need to ask Matt if his dad can give me a, a good deal on a used car. Uh, besides, unfortunately, besides he's that, retired now. So, <laughs> besides, besides that, since there's some inside information, let's give Matt. Uh, we'll give Matt an eight. Okay. Next topic: Roger Goodell in the spotlight after. New comments about allegations of racism in the NFL. As the NFL gears up for this weekend's Super Bowl, Commissioner Roger Goodell is addressing the league's diversity issues and why, despite 70% of players being black, only two teams currently have black head coaches. We just have to do a better job. Goodell's comments coming after former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit claiming racism in hiring practices. That's correspondent Andrew Dimbert. So, Ryan, do you think the NFL is doing the right thing when it comes to race in the league, even beyond the whole coaching issue? 30 seconds. Oh, boy. Well, admittedly, I uh, could not tell you almost anything about professional sports in any way, but I am going to... Make a pretty educated guess and say, no, they're not. I think that the NFL, like most major institutions in America, really don't have much to say when it comes to racism. I think that there is still systemic inequality across all of our you know, professional entertainment and sports industries. And I think the NFL is no different. Um, and they should be held to a task to do better. Don Cooper, what score do you want to give that zero to ten? Well... Since Brian somewhat dissed me on the Pokemon question, and since uh, Brian began the uh, the question or the answer with "I'm not sure about uh, that kind of uh, topic," I'll have to give Brian a. I'm sorry, Brian. I have to give you a five. Okay. That's understood. I understand. Well, coming up, the Winter Games are going on in Beijing, but there may be some other Winter Games going on elsewhere. We'll debate that and more. Masturbators from KTSa. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yes, it is, and things are going to start heating up a little bit here. We have 
Alexandra Petri, Matt Napolitano, and Ryan Broderick, all competing to convince our judge, KTSA producer Don Cooper, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on the future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, KTSA.com, and sign up. It's that easy. So let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters. So this is where things begin to get interesting. I'm going to give all three contestants the same question, and they will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they each take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will then give them anywhere from 0 to 20 points for their responses. The Olympic Games are on, but the only major nation not officially at the Olympics have their own games going on. Russia Thursday, beginning huge joint military games in neighboring Belarus. The drills are being watched anxiously by the U.S. amid the continuing fears of possible Russian attack on Ukraine. The drills are the biggest since the Cold War, Russia moving thousands of troops from its Far East to take part. The U.S. is worried they could cover preparations for any possible attack on Ukraine, but Moscow and Belarus insist they are just defensive war games. They're due to end in 10 days' time. The next period is likely to be key for seeing if this crisis will escalate or not. And that's correspondent Patrick Rival in Kiev. So we're going to start with Alex. Do you think Russia will invade Ukraine in the near future? 30 seconds. Oh, good. I'm glad I've been asked to weigh in on a foreign policy matter. I know myself, and I, when I think about myself, I think, you know, you're an expert on foreign policy, and you know what's going on there. That being said, I feel like Russia can usually be counted upon to do something that is both creepy and bad, and uh, this seems like it falls under that heading. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I also am always surprised by foreign policy developments. So truly... Maybe. Matt, 30 seconds. Yeah, at this point, it wouldn't shock me if Putin gave the go-ahead to invade Ukraine. You kind of saw his attitude during the opening ceremonies of the Beijing Games when he was sitting there feigning a yawn and feigning being asleep when the Ukraine delegation was walking out into the stadium. And the fact of the matter is that people think that he's not going to try and engage in something while the Olympics are happening, like the showing of international unity is a load of bunk. He did it back in 2008 when the Summer Games were in Beijing when Russia invaded Georgia. You know, this guy's capable of all kinds of nonsense, and we know he's a monster, so we expect monstrous things from a monster. Ryan, 30 seconds. Yeah, so I've done a little bit of reporting on this, and I think that, like, obviously it's possible that Russia could escalate the situation and try to evade, but I also think that we have to be really careful about giving Putin too much credit. Like, Russia is a dysfunctional country run by oligarchs. It's not exactly, like, a supervillain. It's... It's, its level of foreign terrorism for a while was Twitter accounts. And so I think as much as we need to fear what they're doing, we need to be careful of people who are rattling sabers on this side of the planet as well, you know, writing op-eds in the New York Times saying that anything could happen, that we should step up first. So, you know, it's something to think about. All right. Don, what scores do you want to give all three of our debaters, 0 to 20 for each of their arguments? Well, let's give Alex, since um, the use of word creepy and foreign policy was used in uh, the response. Let's uh, give Alex a 15. Okay. And since Matt sounded like he knew what he was talking about, we'll give Matt a 16. And uh, since since Brian mentioned the fact that he has reported this, this particular topic, we'll give uh, Brian a 16 as well. 
Okay, next topic. Planning something special for Valentine's Day? Spray roses and garden roses and then hybrid tea roses. Hudson Valley, New York wholesaler Tom Alders has plenty of flowers, but prices have spiked. Just like everything at the grocery store or everywhere else, I mean, there is going to be some increased costs, and mainly due to freight. Personal finance site The Balance charts a 22% increase in average rose prices over last year. Assorted chocolates are 9% higher. A bottle of imported champagne shot up about 18% to an average $53. And the price of a good steak has skyrocketed a whopping 154%. That's correspondent Deborah Rodriguez. We're going to start with Matt. How much should you spend on Valentine's Day? 30 seconds. Well, I think regardless, you're going to end up spending a lot because even without inflation, prices are already driven up by restaurants and everybody else in between to cover the cost of Valentine's Day. I think you've got to focus more on doing gifts that are, you know, within, you know, some sort of sentiment, you know, that have some value to them, that are showing a level of care for the person that you love rather than making it about how much money you're going to spend because I think it's about – it's all about love on this holiday. It's about romance. It's about showing your heart for the person that you truly care about. So don't worry about the dollar amount. Ryan, how much did you spend on Valentine's Day? 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't think there's a real answer to that. I think it just depends on like what your partner wants. You know, some people want really expensive stuff. And, well, if that's your relationship, that's your relationship. Nothing against. But also, you know, a personal gift a super personal gift is very free. So it's it's really depending on what you want to do. Also, if Valentine's Day is a sham and you shouldn't feel pressure to buy a bunch of stuff just because it's a random day in February. Unless your partner wants that. <laughs> then you should do that. Alex, how much should you spend on Valentine's Day? 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm a team zero dollars on Valentine's Day. I agree with Ryan that it's a crackpot nonsense uh, holiday concocted by greeting cards and uh, people who want people to buy chocolate and feel bad about not buying chocolate. Uh, And I think instead of being in the pocket of big, let's express our emotions in this prescribed way on a day, we should do thoughtful gifts. As someone who's as bad at thoughtful gifts as I am, this is a very unself-serving argument to make. I don't know what to give people, but I think it's a bad holiday. All right, Don, how many points are you giving out for Valentine's Day? Zero to 20 for each of our debaters. Oh, this, this one's a tough one because we had two responses that, was, that just seemed very negative somewhat. It's Valentine's. It's, it's the day for, for to be romantic and and, and take care of the one that you care about and that you love. And Matt kind of sounded like a Hallmark movie. And um, the sentimentality was there somewhat because of, because of how he described in his description. Let's give Matt, a, give Matt a 17 for that response. But Alex and Brian, because of so much defensiveness and, and, and negativity on both, I think we'll give uh, Alex and Brian both a 10. Okay. Next topic, a new sports company ad is raising some eyebrows. Adidas has a new Twitter ad, and it features 25 topless women. There are no faces included in the spot, which promotes the apparel maker's new sports bra range that comes in 43 styles. The ad states, women come in all shapes and sizes, deserve support and comfort. Your action has been mixed. Some social media responses claim the company's out for shock value. Others say it's a celebration of women's bodies. So we're going to start with Ryan. 
Is this ad too shocking or is it a much needed campaign? 30 seconds. Yeah, it's not shocking and it shouldn't be surprising. And like being mad about this is weird. Like that's my take. <laughs> I seed my time. Don't be mad about this. This is, there's so many other things to, to care about. And like it's nipples. Everyone has them. Well, mammals have them. Can you imagine being mad about nipples? I just, it's ridiculous. It's 2022. <laughs> Alex, is this ad too shocking or a much needed campaign? 30 seconds. I think anything we say right here is what Adidas wants us to have happen uh, because a much needed ad campaign, that's a sentence I love to say as a human being <laughs> in a culture. Uh, it's like, yeah, this ad campaign is really doing it. We're talking about the thing in the ad. And yeah, I completely agree with what you were saying about like, yeah, nipples are totally normal to have. If you have them, that's great. If you don't have them, you know, uh, also congratulations on that situation. But the whole point is for us to talk about Adidas products. It's certainly working. Here we are doing it. Matt, is the ad too shocking or a much-needed campaign? 30 seconds. How dare Adidas? No, absolutely not. Come on, this is ridiculous. At this point in the game, people are so desensitized to everything. Why does it matter? You know what? It's a great thing. You know, you're, we're expressing, you know, the beauty that relies within all body. You know, we don't have to, like, adhere to a certain stereotype of what true fitness has to be, and that's what Adidas is trying to approach. You know what? They got us talking about it, and any publicity is good publicity in this sense. What, for all these people that are like, oh, my children can't see that. Guess what? While you're asleep, your kids are watching South Park. So don't even try and go on that freaking soapbox. All right, Don. Were the responses too shocking or were they much needed responses? Points zero uh, twenty for each. See what I did there? This, this, this one's a tough one. It really is. Because first of all, the question should have been asked, why do men have nipples? That should be the question. <laughs> that is a good that, point. You know, but since Alex use the word nipples let's give alex a 17 and uh, i think we'll give uh brian and matt both uh, a 15 in their response okay well coming up it's time for our debaters to bring in their topics that they really 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 care about find out what they are next right here on master debaters on ktsa This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Master Debaters. This week we have Alexander Petri, Matt Napolitano, and Ryan Broderick all competing to try to get more points from our judge, KTSA producer Don Cooper, than their fellow competitors. Let's keep the show going. State your case on Master Debaters. Yes, this is State Your Case, the point of the show where our debaters come in with topics that they want to present to the judge. They will get 60 seconds to present their topic. Their competitors can get 30 seconds to challenge if they wish to do so. And then the original presenter will get 30 seconds to respond to the challengers. There's also a broader range of points being doled out in this part of the show. Our judge, Don Cooper, can give up to 20 points or... He could take away up to 20 points for everyone, whether they presented the original topic, challenged, or chose to avoid the entire argument. So, uh, who has the most points right now in the show? Any guesses? I'm going to guess it's Matt. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it's me. I think it's Matt as well. 
So, Matt, you get to start with your 60-second argument. Thank you, Dennis. Well, the Beijing Olympics are going on right now, and quite frankly, pageantry is kind of lost. And I think because of the fact that not only you have deal with China's human rights abuse record, the fact that things going on with Uyghur Muslims, the fact we still don't have any understanding of as to what the transparency was regarding COVID-19 and with the World Health Organization. But beyond that, the true blame here lies with the International Olympic Committee for allowing these games to go forward. Granted, it was on their own fault back in the days when they were deciding who was going to be hosting these 2022 games when Oslo had to bow out because of some inner dealings within the IOC, and that basically left Beijing and Kazakhstan as the only two options left on the table. The fact of the matter is the IOC has made it impossible for anyone to want to even bid on the Olympic Games anymore because it is such a high cost on taxpayers and on these governments of these countries to try and make these games come to fruition. How many of these countries you now see stadiums just sitting idle? No one's able even to even access them in certain cases. It just goes to waste as infrastructure. It's wasted labor and it's wasted time. No challenges. So, uh, nope. Don, Don, the IOC is bad. Yeah. What score do you want to give yes. all three of her debaters, negative 20 to 20? Wow, no challengers. That must mean no one's watching the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 has to be the, that has to be the reason. But Matt, I, de- I have to give Matt uh, a 17. I mean, it, it, it did, even if, he was, even if he was faking it, it did sound like he knew what he was talking about. And since there were no challenges between Alex and Brian, um, Got to give them uh, just 10 points. Okay. Up next, Alex, your turn with your 60-second argument. I, too, have an Olympics-related argument, which is I think that the Winter Olympics in general are, are inferior to the Summer Olympics. However, that is not my argument. My argument is that the best thing about the Winter Olympics by far is all the ice skating. Because... Everything else, you're going too fast, and I'm worried that you might die. With ice skating, you're jumping up into the air, there's music, it's got all of the danger of ice-based competition, but also all of the, like, corruption and artistry of competitions that involve judges. It's got bizarre things you would never see in any other sport. Do you see the guy who is doing a full choreographed routine to Jesus Christ Superstar, but not like the mainstream cuts, just the weird cuts? He had like a little crown of thorns around his neck. He was making some bold choices. Only possible in ice skating. You're not going to see a ski jumper doing anything like that. All the ski jumps, all the like luge, which is like, here's two people intimately going down a hill. I'm just like, I don't need to watch this. Like, let them do this on their own time. Uh, the ice skating is where it's at. No challenges again. <laughs> nope. yeah, so I was going totally to when she brought up the Jesus Christ superstar medley, and I was, uh, uh, she had me. So uh, I thought it was a hotter take than it was. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's I guess a very popular opinion, very mainstream. You know, nothing, uh, nothing. No bears being poked. Uh, Don Cooper, what scores you want to give? Negative twenty to twenty. Alex was doing great, really, really doing great, because it, it was it was death and danger and corruption brought up into uh, the uh, the the argument there, and then Jesus Christ Superstar was brought up, and I cannot get that song out of my head now. So it it went from like a nineteen to a fifteen only because I'll never get that I can't get that melody out of my head. And uh, was, was it Brian that brought up the? Uh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, come on. I think it was Brian. I believe it was. 
No, that, that was, was uh, Matt. That was Matt. No, it was Matt. Well, just because, not gonna let Ryan take that bullet. <laughs> because because Matt caught that on. I got to give Matt a seventeen, and uh, Brian, since uh, since there was no response, um, uh, it's, we, we got to give him a ten. Okay, Ryan Broderick, it's your turn for your sixty-second argument. So I want to talk about the most important thing in the whole world, which is the season finale of The Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus yesterday. Uh, People are not happy about it. People haven't been happy about the show since the beginning of the season. And people have been talking about how the show features characters from the other Disney Plus Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. And I want to argue that The Book of Boba Fett has, by extension, made me dislike The Mandalorian, which I loved. And I've, I've been trying to figure out why, and what I've decided is that more Star Wars makes the rest of Star Wars worse. And why is that? I believe that Star Wars works by not having details fleshed out. It's all about mystery, and it's about references to planets you never see, and it's about, like, dirty space wizards talking to puppets about stuff that is never really explained. That's the magic of Star Wars. And I think that by producing more spin-offs and more movies featuring more side characters like Boba Fett, who originally only had two minutes of screen time, we're actually ruining that magic by explaining things that should have never been explained. All right, Alex with the 30-second challenge. As a big Star Wars fan, I agree with you. I stopped watching Book of Boba Fett after episode four when they put in like the cool teens on bikes who were like, it's like, go back to Barter Town, get these guys out of here. But I do think like with Star Wars, the magic is not necessarily, it's in choosing what to explain. It's not like more Star Wars is inherently bad. I love that there's more Star Wars sometimes. Like Rogue One. I liked Rogue One. Uh, I'm basic, sure. But Explaining, like, Boba Fett, whose whole thing was he had four lines, literally. Like, no. And Ryan, your 30-second rebuttal. I agree for the most part. I thought Rogue One totally ripped. It was, like, super great. I do think, though, that, like, the difference between The Mandalorian and Boba Fett is that The Mandalorian is an original character. Grogu, even though he's kind of like a knockoff of Yoda, he's adorable and actually an original character. Book of Boba Fett, though, is not an original character. He's a character they brought back. They fleshed him out into this like weird backstory that doesn't make any sense. And then they sort of jammed in all the original characters at the end of the season and kind of like made them worse because now they're explaining stuff about those characters that I didn't really care about. And it's like, I just want like some mystery back in my Star Wars. All right. So Don Cooper, an argument from Alex, a challenge from Ryan, and silence from Matt. So what scores are you giving out? Negative 20 to 20. Well, with Brian, I thought he had uh, some good points there that he brought up about Star Wars. I mean, I have to admit, and this is going to anger a lot of people, but to me, the ultimate Star Wars movie was The Empire Strikes Back. And we're going years beyond that, but uh, we'll have to give Brian, we'll give Brian a, a 17. Uh, good good uh, responses from Alex and uh, Matt as well, and uh, we'll give each one uh, a 15. Okay, well, coming up, it's all going to come down to one final fight. Who's going to win? you got to stay tuned to find out. It's Master Baiters from News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. From 550, KTSA, and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah, 
That argument ends right here, right now. It's a battle this week between Alexandra Petri, Matt Napolitano, and Ryan Broderick to convince our judge, KTSA producer Don Cooper, that their argument is, in fact, the best argument. But now it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. So in this part of the battle, I will present a topic. And our three debaters will hash out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. Four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. The person that currently has the fewest points will get a 15-second head start, and then everyone else can join in after a little bell has rung. So, who is that debater with the fewest points? Any guesses? Is it me? Is it me? Hey, me. Is it me? No, it's uh, it's Ryan. Ryan has the fewest yeah, points. I either win these things or completely eat So, yeah. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Okay. Well, the topic. Is this the best time of year for sports? We had the Winter Olympics going on. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, Daytona 500 is coming up uh, in a week. We also have uh, what else is going on? You got you got hockey still, though. Please I think tell me. Break. Tell me more of what's going on in the world of sports. <laughs> this seems yeah. objectively unfair. Please. Rumors. Wait, no, wait. Can, can can you please just real quick before we start this? Sure. Give me a quick fifteen to an hour overview of everything that's happening in the world. So of sports we got the right Winter now. Olympics going on right now. We got the uh-huh. Super Bowl coming uh-huh. up. Uh, Daytona okay. Five Hundred this month. Uh, yeah, that's uh, actually this, <laughs> this is Sunday. It's actually going to be um, some teams that play in is football. Is Tom Brady playing? I'm from Massachusetts. Actually, not, Tom Brady's I, Tom Brady quit his job. He sells NFTs now, right? Yeah, something like that. And he does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. So, what's the question? What are we doing here? Let's let's get into this. So, is this <laughs> the best time of year for sports? Oh, that's the question. <laughs> that's the that's the question. Sure. Uh, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You got, you, got, you, got, you got four minutes with a 15 second <laughs> okay. head start. You want to all I need. You want to make sure you're eating minutes. up the four minutes oh, because yeah. you know. No, I've got this. There you go. <laughs> I've got it. Yeah. Hold on. Here we go, guys. I got a really good response for this. Edit. Yes. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> it's a great Bill Belichick impression. Oh my yeah. god. I'm just gonna let this sit. Anyone? Speedler. Seems like seems like a good winner for sports. This is the everybody. longest fifteen seconds. Oh, the 15 seconds are up. Yeah, you can, you... Okay. Oh, you got... oh, oh, yeah. Take it away. Yeah. Take it away, guys. <laughs> I'm sitting in isolation. Um, yeah, it's a very exciting time. This is an yeah. insane uh, week that's going on. The fact you got the Beijing Winter Games happening. Super Bowl 56, huge opportunity for the Cincinnati Bengals. First time in the big game in 33 years. Going up against the L.A. Rams who are playing in their home stadium as the away team. Looking for their first Super Bowl win in decades as well. It's you got all that, plus you got college basketball still going on, hockey's going on, NBA All-Star game coming up in a couple weeks, Daytona 500, you mentioned, is also coming up, not this weekend, but next. It's a pretty packed February as far as sports goes, and then we're coming up against March, and we got March Madness, so it seems like everything's timing out nicely and stacking up right on top of each other. And if you're a sports fan, you're in an absolute zone right now, but at the same time, you're worried about what's next on the calendar because... Major League Baseball is still locked out. We're going to find out 
uh, probably the fate of spring training and what's going to happen with opening day. So we'll see what goes from there. But for now, soak it in, sports fans. you got plenty to enjoy. The buffet is open. Yeah, I'm going to say I disagree. I think it's a bad time for sports now. Uh, what? And here's why. Because there's no baseball. Baseball is a great sport, and it's not happening right now. And maybe it will never happen again. Uh, and also, there's no sumo on. And those are the two sports that I watch. And I don't see either of them happening. Sure, it's the Olympics, but it's the Winter Olympics, the lesser of the two Olympics. And the Tour de France is not happening right now, as far as I'm aware. Uh, there is no lacrosse, visibly. Uh, I'm just going to list other sports that I think aren't happening but might be. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good so far. You're good so yeah. far. Hold on, wait. I do want to disagree with the Winter Olympics being the lesser Olympics. I think the Winter Olympics are the superior Olympics. I think everyone can agree on that. Uh, my husband Absolutely agrees with not. you. But no, because Winter Olympics, you need equipment for them. And you have all these countries that are like you have to have a fancy mountain that's cold in order to be good at any of these sports or at least own like an ice skate. Whereas Summer Olympics, if you can run or swim, you can compete. I just feel like it's much cooler to see like what actual people can do as opposed to what like people who bought like a gear that had to be sharpened can do. There's no curling in the Summer Olympics. How could you even watch it? That is fair. Curling is Also, great. you can build a mountain and a slope next to some smokestacks, as was proven in China this week. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Plus, did you see that, see that snowboarder image? guy who, like, fake fell and did, like, a crazy trick thing? That was awesome. I don't know I don't know anything about what we're talking about. <laughs> and it was a cool video. I saw it on Twitter. It was, Sounds gnarly. It was pretty cool. She's, she knows the lingo. Um, <laughs> yeah, did he uh, ride the skis? No, yeah, he did a great yeah. thing. Yeah, no, yeah. it's all great. Um, yeah, no, it, it sounds like a great season for sports. Wow, Super Bowl Fifty Six! Can't believe they've done fifty six of them. That's amazing. I love. I love. Yeah, that. I didn't even think we would get to forty nine, but we made it all the way to fifty six. I can't wait till we get to. I can't wait till we get to Super Bowl sixty nine. That'll be a great one. Can't wait. Nice. And after that, will be Super Bowl seventy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we do got the halftime show coming up. Should be a good one, though. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige. Should be a fun show. It does sound pretty you know, cool. Commercials coming up, all the food you can eat. I mean, Super Bowl Sunday is a fun day. And I'm a firm believer that the day after Super Bowl Sunday should be a federal holiday. But that's just me. So I'm I'm personally split on the uh, summer versus winter yeah. game superiority because also while you know everyone can take part in the summer games you do have events like speed walking so kind of judge it by like the worst event you have to judge it by the coolest event and the coolest events in each i feel like you know summer still has the edge there okay so don cooper we listened to that argument for about four minutes you have the power to award a hundred up to 100 points to many of these debaters, you also have the power to take away up to 100 points. So what are you doing? It's a lot of power there. Mm-hmm. Which I'm afraid of, I'd, I'd probably give you too much power, but that's my own mistake. A lot of word salad there as well. I'm, I'm a little disappointed being an avid golfer. Not one person mentioned the Pebble Beach Poem this week at all. No mention of golf at all. Yeah, uh, you know, I was going to, and I just completely forgot about it. I No, I, I uh, intentionally... You tried putting the team on your back. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit, Matt had me at buffet. I was all in when you mentioned the word buffet. So, but just because of that one word, I have to give Matt a 75. 
And as far as uh, Brian and Alex, it's, again, golf was never mentioned at all in that whole debate between all three. Oh, Brian, Alex, mm, got to give you a 40 on each for Brian and Alex. Fair enough. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I didn't even bring up golf. I actually didn't even bring up basketball either. It's a college basketball. Yeah, so let's uh, figure out, do some final math here and see who our master debater is this week. So after a lengthy, hard-fought battle, and whatever we call this thing, it's time to name this week's master debater. In third place... With 123 points, Ryan Broderick. In second place, with 130 points, Alexandra Petri, which means this week's Master Debater. With 180 points, Matt Napolitano. Congratulations, 60 Seconds to Celebrate begins now. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you, Don. Thank you to my worthy competition and Alex and Ryan this week. Um, very uh, sparking and interesting debate there on sports at the end. And I will honestly admit right now in this segment, that was objectively unfair. <laughs> I feel like ne- next time around, we got to do something that's a little bit more out of my, like, you know, if you make next time just all Star Wars, I'll just sit back and just, I, 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 got, I got no dog in the fight. Um, that being said, um, you know, obviously Super Bowl Sunday, everybody out there enjoy a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Cincinnati Bengals, I'm pulling for you guys. I know I'm, i got to be objective here, but, you know, 33 years since being there, you never won it before. would love to see them have it. If the Rams get it, so be it. They deserve it just as much. The good news is Tom Brady won't win it this year, and that's what we deserve as Americans. The Brady nightmare is over. Godspeed. Good riddance. Let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Uh, seeing Canton in 2027, your uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. But, you know, good riddance. Now, to be fair about the final topic, sports can be a very, very open interpretation. So, you know, could have talked esports. Could have even talked about the, uh, you know, war Oscar. games. The war games going on in uh, in Brussels. You know, they call it <laughs> a game. King Richard, you're right. Yeah, yeah you know, kind of, you know, that's, that's your guys' all fault for not taking advantage of that. I'm not going to take the blame for that. <laughs> Well, big thanks to our three contestants. Alexandra Petri, who you can read in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com. Matt Napolitano, who you can hear on Fox News Headline 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115. And Ryan Broderick, the author of the Garbage Day newsletter. And a big thanks to our judge, KTSA producer Don Cooper. Master Debaters is a production of XS Studios in KTSA San Antonio. You can learn more about Master Debaters over on KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley, and this has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.